Hello, I'm Wendy McGean. Welcome to the Round Trip Podcast. At 55 years old, I jumped on an early retirement package, hopped on my Can-Am Spider, and drove across Canada alone. I was jobless and homeless. The great news is that along the way, I found my way back to myself and realized that I had everything that I needed already inside me, which led to the name Round Trip. Join me on my journey as I finally show up as me. It's possible to step outside your comfort zone and learn how to experience independence and joy. And you can do all of this without running away. I awoke one morning last week to see a new blog post from Louise Lebrun in my inbox about mind control. That label has a nefarious implication, and it happens all the time. There are professionals who hold jobs for the simple purpose of influencing others. Most of us do it ourselves on some level. It's something that marketers of all industries, and yes, even governments, use to lead consumers and constituents to act in a way that benefits the influencer. That doesn't necessarily mean it's always good or bad. This is nothing new, but it has taken on an intensity that gnaws at me. Louise's podcast referred to a video that explored how the messaging for the COVID-19 vaccine was developed and tested before the vaccine even existed. Human psychology is used to predict and influence behavior, and we are creatures of emotions. That is how we make decisions as much as we like to think we are pragmatic beings and determine our next moves through a dispassionate list of pros and cons. Our emotions are being played constantly. Read the book Influence by Robert Cialdini or watch the 2020 Netflix docudrama, The Social Dilemma. There's no escaping this, and repetition of the same message, whether it's correct or not, has a way of sticking and becoming the, quote, truth, unquote. I remember chatting with a friend in Moncton about three years ago, and she made a comment about how a family member was talking about buying a new mattress. The next thing they knew, all sorts of mattress ads are showing up on their social media feeds. Siri was listening. For myself, the most recent example occurred as I started looking for dog breeders on the internet. I lost my much-beloved, nearly 15-year-old Labrador Retriever in June and started pondering a new addition. Suddenly, there were pictures of dogs and dog paraphernalia everywhere. And when I made the decision to acquire a new fur baby, ads of pet insurance flooded my field of vision. These are not coincidences. Our browsing habits and vocal conversations around our phones are not private. We may not have detailed transcripts of our lives floating around the internet, but the data is being collected and used without us giving it much thought. And I can tell you that I've never purposefully given any of these vendors permission to target me as a customer. So what happens is that I'm subject to what I call noise, companies competing for my attention based on things that have been proven of interest to me. Think about GPS apps. They work because people are sharing their cell phone data with the world. I can tell that a certain route will cost me an extra 10 minutes at a point in time because a bunch of cell phones or other tracking devices and cars are sitting in that spot, not moving. And even if I turn off my data, if the device is still used as a phone, then my location is pinging off cell towers. There may be a degree of anonymity, but that device can still be tracked. And how many of us lend our cell phones? They become leashes, which means that you are also trackable, as we are rarely without those devices. My attitude has always been, I'm not doing anything or saying anything that could be construed as wrong or bad, so I don't care. But I have to admit that I'm seriously questioning the ethics behind this data collection and use. I find it creepy, and it's not going away because society is addicted to the convenience.
we are actually accustomed to the influence. Television has been nudging us since ads began. Remember those ads for pizza that make you hungry? Or car ads that have you deciding it's time for a new mode of transportation? I have not owned a television in five years, mostly because it was a mindless distraction and I prefer not to have the temptation nearby. There is almost nothing that I must watch. I do have a subscription to Netflix and Amazon Prime and I'll go looking for something entertaining occasionally on my laptop, but it's not a priority. And yes, those viewing habits are also being tracked. It's why an email will arrive in my inbox occasionally to announce some new addition to their lineup that matches up with the sorts of choices that I've made in the past. Some will find this convenient as it saves time scrolling. I'm starting to find it irritating when an assumption is made that because I watched A, that I'll want to watch and spend more time on B. And it's all in the name of convenience, ease of use, and look how much we're helping you. Okay, I'm a little contrary. I do, however, think that the term programming with respect to these shows is spot on. We are, to some extent, being programmed with what we watch. That's why I stopped watching so many news programs. It was starting to feel I was being told what to think and not given unbiased information upon which to decide for myself. And you know what happens when you actually sign up to request information and hand over your email address. All of a sudden you get your inbox filling up, so it's best to be discriminant with your choices. I recently did a little cleanup experiment. I use Bellmail, yes, the much maligned company these days, and I've used them for years. It was evident recently just how long. In the name of convenience, I had replicated my emails to my laptop and my smartphone and pretty much ignored what was on the server. The gotcha was that because I was not deleting emails at the source, they stayed there. Deleting them on my remote devices did not delete them from my account. No joke, I had about 85,000 emails on the server earlier this year, dating back to, I think, 2016. And I set about removing them slowly, not willing to dedicate solid weeks to get rid of emails. Whenever I had a few minutes, I'd go in, organize the emails by sender, and delete batches. The important emails were filed in newly created folders. It was also necessary to unsubscribe from those senders. Some of them were tricky. They sent emails from three or four different addresses and I had to unsubscribe from each one. There is still one that I can't get rid of from a U.S. company and quite frankly that's not acceptable. Consumers must be able to unsubscribe. This effort took about six months to complete. And now I do the exercise in a few minutes each week with a lot less emails. That was a lot of email pollution and certainly not a time saver. And all because I like to get more information from the source on things, whether it's recipes or ideas that can help me coach. Too much of a good thing became nothing but noise. It's getting harder and harder to think clearly without some underlying influence and noise. Over time, we've gone from what seems to be like benign advertising on television to sophisticated ways of having data collected on us and then that data being used to reinforce messaging or influence us in some way. Seeking facts and figures to make informed decisions is one thing, but how can we even know anymore if our searches are yielding unbiased results? Ultimately, we can never know for sure. That's why it's important to seek out multiple sources which, you've got it, contribute to the noise. I've gone down many a rabbit hole trying to figure out what made sense on a given topic. It's only when we examine a topic from different angles that we can make good choices. It's also why it's so important to trust ourselves. Noise just serves as a means to confuse. And the noise is everywhere. 
At every turn, someone is trying to convince us to do something or buy something or believe something. That does not mean it's good or bad. However, it's important to be aware of the dynamic and for me to question what and how I am thinking about before I make choices. I prefer to think for myself while I still can. So what noise can you eliminate from your life? I guarantee your stress levels will go down. Thank you for listening. My name is Wendy and remember to laugh. L-A-F. L is for love, A is for act, and F is be fearless. If you get a chance and have the means, please pick up a copy of my book, Round Trip, How I Found Myself on Three Wheels. It's available on Amazon, or you can reach out to me for a signed copy if you prefer. Send an email to roundtrip at wendymcgean.ca. Have a great week.